Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Now, we are here. It's Carmelia. I am the lady in red, in the red circle, just below Rachel. And I am a media expert and matchmaker. So on today's topic being media and motivation, or sorry, marketing and motivation, I think, you know, media falls into marketing channels. So I thought I would come up with 10 tips to mastering your media and message. And these are just, and then they all start with P. I'm, uh, you know, I don't know if Filipinos do that. We just, you know, when, when Filipinos have kids, they name all their kids, like all A's, Andre, Andrew, uh, you know, Anna, or all B's or all M's. So I'm just going to go down that line, uh, mastering your media and, mark and message. So 10 tips that I want to share with you, and then I'll open it up for questions. And if you do have a comment following any tip, I like, I really love being interactive. So uh, if something uh, calls to you and you want to DM me or flash your mic and you want to comment or ask a question in between the segment, that would be amazing. Um, so I'll start with number one. So the key to mastering your media message, of course, is preparation. And, you know, how you prepare for media, number one, is that you should anticipate the questions that are going to be asked by you. I have my own podcast, the Better Love Podcast. I also do the podcast in IGTV form live, and it goes to YouTube and, and Reels and all of those things. But, you know, even when I am preparing for a guest to come on, I've had Rachel D'Alto on my show um, here. I, I'm anticipating to interview Glenn. I've interviewed both Elena and Grant Cardone. I've interviewed a number of celebrities. And one of the great things is that even when I send them over questions, it's so interesting how they are always seem to come prepared, right? And the more prepared you are to deliver your message, your talking points, or you're clear on who you are, what you do, and who you serve, that preparation translates so well when it comes to media. So getting onto a podcast and or uh, you know TV segment or editorial or interview, anytime that you can have your voice 
heard and you have a platform, it's always great to prepare yourself. So determining, again, how are you going to answer certain questions? What are some of the questions you think might be asked? And it's also a good idea, guys, if you are a new guest on a podcast and you want certain questions to be asked of you, I'll often ask that on my guests. Are there any questions you would like me to direct to you? What is it that you really, what's the point you really want my audience to learn? And what do you want to promote as an example, right? So I, I prepare my guests for that. But also, if I'm the guest, I'm preparing myself and asking the host, how, what energy do they want me to bring into the conversation? Who is their audience? And that way, I can craft my message around their particular audience because it's really not, they're not inviting you to come to their podcast um, to necessarily, you know, make them look good. They are coming, you are going to their platform so that you can provide information to the audience. So that's really, really important that you're coming on to someone's platform to serve their audience. The other thing you want to do, especially anytime you're given a platform, you want it to be conversation and your points and messaging to be as organic as possible. People can smell or sense. And when you're in the world of media, if you ever go on television for the secret agenda to promote something and it feels as if you're there just promoting yourself and you're really not there to like serve the audience or to answer questions, but this is like not bragging rights of 10 minutes about how great you are. It's got to be that you are literally focused on solving a problem, giving some points and tips. So that preparation is so, so important in mastering your media and your messaging. Okay. The second P that I want to talk about is your presentation. And when I talk about presentation, I'm not just talking necessarily about the talking points that you're bringing. I'm talking about your overall appearance, your presentation, how on brand you are, right? Like, I, anytime, if you go over to Rachel D'Alto's Instagram or you click on her face and you you see how she so shows up in media segments, in fact, you can always do that for myself. The reason why I have a red circle and I wear a red shirt and I say DM me single in red is because I am a matchmaker and I work in the love space. So I use the color red whenever I am on a show or I am a host because that signifies love. As that's usually my colors when I decide to go on a TV segment. Now, in radio or print, even when you do print, you want to give them your custom images, right? You want to give them those high quality headshots. You want to give them anything that's going to show off who you are as a brand because your presentation is so important. If you've not already heard it from me, I'm sure you've heard it in this room by any one of our speakers, first impressions count. And it takes three to seven seconds to instantly, you know, come up with that judgment, that, um, you know, impression that you're giving off to people from your voice inflection to how you look, to the clothing that you wear, to your overall aesthetics. So your presentation is really, really important. And the more that you can be clear on your presentation and confident, then you're not worried about what you look like on camera. Anytime you're, I feel like, oh my gosh, I wore the wrong outfit or this dress is too tight or is, is am I showing too much? Like if I'm thinking about those things and I can't be present to the host and really listening and getting out of the way any discomfort. So make sure you're dressing appropriately, that you're comfortable with your presentation and that whatever you're wearing really defines 
you know, the comp brings out the confidence in you because that goes a long way. All right. Third thing that I would say in mastering your media and message is to practice. Now, I know, uh, you know, uh, it, when you become an expert in your field and you really know your stuff, like how many people, for anyone who's met an expert or so many people here on stage, you talk about something that they're really good at. They guess what? They've practiced over and over and over again to the point where it just is ringing off their mouth, right? Like, for example, if you, for everybody, everybody should have their, you know, primary uh, byline or short bio, and you should be able to tell people what you do in a very short amount of time. So when I am coming on as a matchmaker, I connect single successful entrepreneurs with their life partner to create lasting love and legacy. So that is very clear who, what I do, who I help successful single entrepreneurs and what am I doing for them? I'm helping them create lasting love and legacy because that's what most of my clients want. Not only do they want a juicy love life, they also want to create impact and meaning with their partnership. So it's so important that you practice your segments, you practice your talking points, and you practice whatever it is that you are planning to deliver. I have not done a TED Talk, but I got to tell you, I think, Rachel, if you're still with us, can you flash your mic? She may or may not be with us, but I know she's done a TED Talk. I know there are a lot of people that have done TED Talks, and anybody who I've ever talked to who's done a TED Talk will say they obviously practice their TED Talk. If you guys have your, again, your message points, your talking points, it's really important that you practice in front of a mirror over and over again. It might be silly. My kids are used to it now. I just talk to myself all day, especially when I'm about to do a TV segment. I make sure that I've nailed it and that I know it. 10 times over and that way when I'm live it it can sort of flow off my tongue rather than feeling like I'm using this live opportunity to practice not a good idea uh, the fourth tip and P is to be punctual I cannot tell you how important it is especially right now even if you're on a zoom call right for people who are doing media on zoom definitely make sure you arrive 10 or 15 minutes early Early is better. It's better that you have them waiting on you um, than, yeah, yeah, you're waiting on them than them waiting on you, okay? So being punctual is so, so important. And if you're arriving in studio, so important. I always, I always come a half an hour early, at least. And especially if I'm going downtown, I want to find that parking. I want to anticipate traffic. You don't get opportunities to get into major media by, by being late or not showing up or not being prepared, that's part of the preparation is giving yourself enough time. And I know when I'm rushed, my heartbeat is elevated, I'm panicking, I'm sweating, I'm like losing my mind over here because I'm rushing to get to a studio. I will never ever put myself in that situation. It's the same as being on a date guys, right? I hope you're never late on dates. You wanna arrive on time. You wanna show that you're interested. So it also gives you an opportunity when you are punctual to maybe develop a rapport with some of the uh, directors, the producers, the journalists, you get a chance to relax, you have a coffee. If you're in the green room in a studio, you know, you meet other guests. So there's so many benefits to being early and being punctual. Punctual to me is 30 to 15 minutes early. All right, number five, providing your personal expertise or perception. And when I say that, 
Many times the reason you are the expert in your field or you are the person that people want to listen to is because you've got that unique perception, perspective, and you've got so something to provide, whether you're providing key information, whether you're providing new insights, whether you're providing tips, tricks, ways to be more efficient, ways to overcome adversity, whatever it is that you're doing, it's coming from that personal experience. That's why they're bringing you on to the show. That's what makes you unique. You really want to be able to identify, again, the key points that you're going to be bringing on to that segment or what you want to share. So I'll just do a quick definition in terms of what talking points are. When I talk about talking points in a media segment, these are the specific points or responses to the questions or topic that you're going to be preparing to answer for your media segment. So for example, um, if I go back to a media segment that said how to, you know, survive, how to get over a breakup, right? So if I'm talking about how to get over a breakup, what are the top three things that people should be doing or that I'm recommending that people are doing based on my client experience, based on my personal experience, based on my expertise, knowing what works, that's what I'm going to be talking about. Now, message points are very different than your talking points. Just when I'm talking in terms of what's the difference. Usually, when you have key messages, right? These are your key messages for your company, your brand, any launch that you're doing. You want to maybe weave that into the interview, right? So perhaps, Rachel may be going, I'm going to pick on Rachel a lot because she is in the media a lot. She just did her GMA segment. Take a look at that. It was awesome from how she dressed to how she presented herself. It was just so flawless. So proud of her for doing that. But I expect that from Rachel because she's just a media professional, right? She's done this so many times. But there's talking points, which is what you're going to talk about for the subject at that time. And then there's message points. What are the universal things or sayings, or these are things that I go to when a company has a mission statement or its core values, right? So you wanna make sure that you have those key message points and your talking points. Talking points are always going to be different for every segment or subject that you're going to. All right, finally, number six, your performance. Okay, ah, so many people, soon as they have a camera in front of them, they kind of have performance anxiety. Flash your mic if you get nervous if a camera is on or you get nervous if you're about to speak on a stage or a floor. Is there anybody here that's like that? I'm just taking a look. All right. Uh, that's surprising. Anais on top of me. Okay, they get nervous. What um, what, what kind of goes in your mind if you don't be? Oh, I don't mind at all. Well, Go me, ahead. Oh, yeah. For me, it's mostly like I had a speech impediment uh growing up so i get uh, a little nervous about stuttering again and i just get in my head about making sure that i can speak slowly enough um but it doesn't stop me i can do it anyways okay yeah so i mean that's great that you get nervous but that's that's what you still overcome right so that gets better over time again with that practice and then your performance is really really important i say this when it comes to television for most times i'm going to give and even when it comes to say a platform like clubhouse or a platform like igtv or reels or anywhere where you're showing up as much as there's authenticity i don't know there is something about 
a camera turning on that for me, I just automatically, it's game time, right? If I was feeling shitty that moment, if I was dealing with a screaming child, if I just got some bad news, if I'm not really feeling great, it's a can't, lights, camera, action. My posture is up. I take a deep breath. I have my power stance. I'm wearing my clothes. I have my makeup on. Like it is just on. You do not have time when you are, because remember, it is not about me. Nobody cares that I'm having a crappy day. Nobody cares that, that my world is falling apart. What they care about is how I'm going to serve their audience and what can I do to brighten someone else's day to educate them, to pour into them. And so you really want to be professional about those things and make sure that your performance is great, even if you're not feeling great. And that's the key to professionalism as well in media is being able to turn it on and turn it up. And I find excitability, not everybody wants that. I mean, you don't have to be hyper like me. I'm, I'm like a cheerleader. I love to motivate people and I'm inspired by others. So I can be a little bit over the top, but that's me, right? So who are you being or who do you have to be so that you can psych yourself up and when that camera's on or when you're ready to perform, you really are giving it your best no matter what is going on around you. All right, number seven, I love this, it's playfulness. I cannot tell you how many times as well, being in the matchmaking industry, I often talk about serious subjects. I talked, to, I was invited during the pandemic, during the Me Too movement, during Black Lives Matter to talk about racial bias and racial discrimination on dating apps on one of our morning shows. It was not the, the favorite topic, right? I got a lot of heat for also for the opinion that I had and for, um, you know, talking about the racial biases that I experienced from clients when they are, are being picky about dating or adverse to dating people of different cultures. That being said, the, the key to difficult subjects as well is to still remain playful, to have fun, and to know that as much as you're there to perform and, and talk about maybe serial sub, serious subjects, that you know how to keep things light, right? And if something's going down a dark path, it's up to you to maintain your energy and to not be affected or impacted by anything negative. Or even if you're being attacked online or being attacked on social media, you wanna definitely keep your cool. And remember, it's about them it's not about you, so take it away from anything personal. Being super playful is so important, and that's often what has me, and I'm speaking from my experience, guys. It has me invited back to shows because they just loved how I could roll with the punches and be really witty and just be playful about it. I love how you diffuse that situation, or I love how you were able to take that comment and spin it into something positive. So that's something that can also be practiced and for you to be mindful of. It's not always serious when you're in front of a camera. The more energy you put into it, the more that you can keep things light, that is a unique ability. And I think that's something that we can all do. Number uh, eight, I put here pour into, like just give it your all, right? A lot of times people, they wanna reserve their secrets. And I find, I like to give my best tips in the media, or I love to give my top tips or those secrets to those people. And that gives them, don't be shy to give your tips. Like 
Rachel wrote a whole book about being relatable, right? She's given all her best tips. I'm sure when anybody's given an opportunity, guys, to be uh, featured in the media, don't be shy to give your best stuff because they have a bigger platform. And guess what? That little tip from you is going to invite a lot more people into your circle and people are going to want to collaborate with you. Uh, number nine. Okay, perfection. All right. So preparation. Presentation, practice, punctuality, perception, your performance, playfulness, pouring into, you know, everyone and everything and yourself. And then finally, the perfection piece, right? The more that you practice, the more that you fail, the more that you will improve. And it's always great to get feedback, to rewatch your tapes, to re-listen to your audio, to get feedback from your guest or from your host. Don't be shy to get that kind of stuff. And if you think, sometimes I think I bomb and I'm so hypercritical, but I, and I ask for feedback and they'll give it to me. And most times my, you know, I'm hard on myself and guys, it doesn't, you know, as long as you're giving it your best, that's what you can do. Practice makes perfect and progress. Practice makes progress. So that's what I want to share about that. And then finally, number 10, you know, always definitely do have that professional plug. After all, if you are being featured in the media and they're asking you, how can we support you? Where can our friends find you? It's so important that you know what to plug, especially if you're in a campaign or if you've got a new book or you've got a specific method or you want to promote a call. It's fine to have that call to action, but make sure that they ask you that. And then you're not just throwing it in the segment. By the way, in my program coming up next week, Tuesday at nine, you guys can click the link in my, no, we don't do any of those things. But however, if they say, hey, how can our friends reach you? Oh, great. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Carmelia Ray, or you can go to my website where all of my, you know, information, what I'm up to is there. So it feels less about you, but more about the audience. So those are my tips. 10 tips for mastering your media and message. Uh, thank you for listening. We do have eight more minutes. So I want to open the floor to anybody who might have questions or comments um, before I pass over the mic. All right. Or also, I'll see, is the hands raised? Oh, the hands raised is off. Okay, hold on. Let me turn on the hands raised because there's there may be people that have questions. So... I am going to open it up to anybody in the audience that has questions right now. And again, if you are on stage and you do have a question, please go ahead and, and uh, click that. Otherwise, I'm going to also continue with I can the ask content. you a question, Carmelia. Yeah, please. So you spoke about earlier about how when the camera turns on, you're able to just shut everything else down and just step into this space where you're more concerned with delivering value. I'm wondering if you can break down that process for folks who might not have that skill set just yet. Ooh, great question. A uh, great. Um, so number one, I, and, and can you please correct me on how I pronounce your name so that I say it correctly? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's on East. And if you ever need a little cheat sheet, if you click on my profile, I have the phonetic right there. Anais. Yes, there you are. Anais. Okay, I'll get that now. And I love that. Um, so Anais, number one, I, to get to the point where I am comfortable now, where you turn on a camera and just for context, like I did a reality show for four years, for four seasons. 
60 episodes, non-scripted. So that training really got me to where I can be in front of a camera and, and with ease deliver content. So number one, the more that you can practice in front of a camera, and, and for those who are listening, pointing the cell phone at yourself or your MacBook or doing Zoom meetings or looking in the mirror, those are real uh, opportunities to practice. If you've never done role-playing, I would highly recommend you role-play with someone. And if you, if this is where mentors, coaches, um, accountability partners, business groups, masterminds, these are all things that I subscribe to because then we get to practice on our peers, right, in order to do that. One of the things that you can do, which is really important, especially right now, Anna East, where during the pandemic, I did 99%, actually 100% of my interviews on Zoom. And that required me to be able to look at my computer to, 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 to imagine I'm in studio. I've had the in-studio practice, but to imagine I'm in studio and looking at that green dot or that light on my camera or that light on my computer. Because, you know, it's kind of hard to talk to a machine if you're not used to it because you're looking for the reaction of the host. You're looking for body language cues. And the more that you can put your eye contact towards the camera um, and not the host, because when you're not looking direct at camera, you can tell that you're looking at the host on Zoom or your eye contact isn't directly to camera. And that's a trick that you get only can develop when you've had practice. So I am not kidding, guys. If you have created your bio or your intro, okay, I'm Carmelia Ray, celebrity matchmaker, blah, 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 or I'll, let's go to David Spizak. I'm an invest. I'm a nine-figure entrepreneur that specializes in business growth, and I'm an exporter director for the San Francisco 49ers. Like, I'm just reading off his bio, right? So I'm going to eliminate your obstacles to success. And if I'm just reading off like Dave's bio or I'm being Dave and I'm in front of a camera, I'm going to record myself, guys, in front of that camera and I'm going to do it over and over again. And then I'm going to play it back. I have recorded myself on Zoom. I do have my own podcast. I do re-listen to things. And that's how you be develop that confidence. It's not an overnight um, success, so to speak, right? So start off with self-tapes. Um, I started taking acting lessons, not because I want to be an, act an actor, it's because I figured that, you know, getting a handle of all of my emotions and really working with a professional in the acting space is only going to elevate my skills as a TV host and personality. So that's something that I'm doing. And one of the things that we have to do is we have to stand in a front of like 30 people in front of a camera and evoke all these kinds of emotions. It is the weirdest, uncom most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. And that's really teaching me how to like be super vulnerable and not give a crap at who's watching. Cause guess what? Everybody else is doing the same thing. But the bigger point to that, Anais, when you take the pressure off yourself and you are really passionate about what you do and you know that your message, your points are going to impact somebody and that someone is going to take an action or be inspired or be better educated about the information you're bringing, that alone should have you get rid of your own fears and insecurities because you realize 
You are the messenger. You are the one that has to deliver this message and you have to deliver in your way. So I hope that was helpful to you. And I hope that anybody who wants to get on media, TV or podcast takes the opportunity to fail forward and to practice to make progress and to perfect their uh, talking points as well. So thank you so much for that. All right, uh, we're gonna keep going. There are about two minutes left to the segment. So if there are, if flash your mic if you have any other questions, otherwise I will do a final point. All right, I'll go ahead with the final point. Um, in terms of writing- You're killing your... the game, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn, thank you so much. All right, so a media, a media bio. Very, very quickly, I just wanna know, let you know that when media is looking for you, they wanna see a really good media bio. And a media bio is in length, about four to six sentences that really describes who you are, what you do, how this matters, and why you are the most credible leading expert or thought leader to speak about it, okay? You've gotta figure those things out. Who you are, what you do, how this matters, and why you, why you're the one to talk about it. So. Um, I've got a, a worksheet on that. So if you want to DM me media, I can certainly send you um, the worksheet on how to create a great media bio. And so a, 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 a bot, like the intro of a bio should be a modified one sentence introduction and it should be able to fit in the first sentence of your media bio. So it would sort of be like, Tony helps X. X is the target audience overcome the problem area, right? Tony, say so. Let's say Tony's a fitness expert. Tony helps, you know, over um, post a post uh, natal mom or postpartum moms overcome their their uh, or lose their baby fat, as an example, right? And so you want to tell people what you do and how you help, like that specific audience overcome the specific problem. All right, and it should be done in a in a quick sentence so that it's you are the go-to for that oh you're the person that helps people have better memory oh you're the dad of eight that can like uh, be a father and manage uh you know a household oh my god how do you do that or you're the you know business coach that helps people go from six figure to seven figure to multi-millionaire so those are the things that i want to say in, in a very quick moment about a media bio Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.